Sport to Song Boxing Podcast. Seconds out. Hello and welcome to round 16 of Sport D Song Boxing Podcast with myself, Alex LeBox and Boxing Shrew. Rob, how are you this weekend? You've been away to Vegas. How was it? Mate, it was so good. Yeah, it was mega. It feels like a long time ago. We, it feels like a while since we've done this, to be honest. But um, it's, it's yeah, it was true. good. Um, I hadn't had a week off all year, so uh, I don't think I really realised how much I needed it until I was there, really. But um, yeah, it was class. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's nice just to get a break and change the scenery. And you certainly do that in Vegas, that's for sure, isn't it? But, um, <laughs> just a bit, yeah. yeah. Fan, fantastic, uh, Rob. I know you've got many, many stories of being out in Vegas, one of which was uh, going with DeAndre Savage to his uh, boxing gym, which must have been just an amazing experience. Yeah, it was quality. Um, we, we'd we spoken in the build-up that I, I was going out there. Obviously, he's based there. And um, yeah. it was nice because he was, he was our first ever guest on the pod, wasn't he? And He uh, was, yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, there was a bit of confusion on which gym he was training at the one day, so I didn't get to see him. And then um, he messaged me while I was there saying, look, I- I'm sparring tomorrow. I can come and get you, basically. So, um, so yeah, so DeAndre come and pick me up from the hotel and, um, yeah, picked up another, uh, one of his uh, fighter mates. And we went off to, like, a, a private sparring session that he had set up. Um, and, uh, yeah, when we got in there, it was it was great. They were really welcoming. Um, his, his coach, Lonnie Lopez, was lovely, gave me a T-shirt show me around the gym and um yeah it, it was fantastic and the the heavyweight that deandre was uh fighting uh, sorry sparring um he was trained by kenny porter sean porter's dad um wow. so I, I couldn't bloody believe it when i walked in there and i, I clocked him straight away because obviously he's a, he's a spitter sean isn't he and um yeah. and it, yeah i got introduced to him and um just yeah it was just a great experience you know the the las vegas fight experience to an extent you know that's absolutely fantastic and uh, i'm sure there's plenty more stories within that but it's just it paints such a fantastic picture and it's what it's all about really isn't it it's, yeah uh, definitely you know, yeah. getting to know boxers and getting out to their gyms it's just a fantastic experience talking about getting out there um sport to song listeners we have been very busy in and around the boxing circuit uh none so more than in telford the telford international center where myself and rob uh, attended um, I didn't have to travel very far. <laughs> you didn't have no, you didn't have to travel too far. I I, I did all the leg running. Yeah, uh, but it uh, it was Telford International Centre for Liam Davies versus uh, Beluta in that European title fight amongst other belts, and also Anthony Yard was fighting against a boxer named Koy- K- Koyov. Uh, Koykov, yeah, yeah. Koykov, that was it. Who was uh, an interesting uh, opponent? There's lots been said about it, but. In terms of the night and at Telford, it was just fantastic, wasn't it, Rob? Yeah, it was great. I mean, obviously, I'm biased because I I live here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a long time since we've had regular boxing here, and I, I spoke about this when we previewed it last time. But yeah. um, 
Benoit was just brilliant. And, um, you know, part of me was gutted they didn't um, play uh, Sweet Caroline. But uh, t- okay. tell them what they replaced it with. They, they replaced it with Football's Coming Home. And yes, myself and Rob did get involved in There the is antics. video evidence as well. There's we might post that. <laughs> indeed. I think I already have, actually. I beat you to the post. But, oh, um, did you? Okay. Yeah. So um, it's out there if you want to see me and Rob singing along to Football's Coming Home. But in terms of the boxing... Yeah. Um, you know, let's start from the top with Liam Davies because it's been some journey for Liam Davies since we've, you know, he burst onto the scene as it was. I like I like using that uh, that terminology it's because true. It's it, true, he, he he literally did. You know, if, if we're going back to let's not go back too far, but the Mark Leach fight for the British title. I mean, hands hands up, uh, Rob. I I didn't believe he had much of a chance against Mark Leach, and he proved us wrong in that fight and uh pushing same on to again the, on Saturday. same again on Saturday with Baluta because you know as much as we believed Mark Davies had more of a chance in in this fight because of his antics against Mark Leach it was you know it was a real mountain to climb against Baluta but he did so well in there didn't he um yeah it it, it was just so comfortable the first six or seven rounds wasn't it um Baluta was coming in all all guns are blazing head down throwing hard shots but I think Liam was just just a shot ahead of him wasn't he um he, he was picking off the rounds um he did get a bit sloppy in the sort of the, the back end of the fight but by then I thought the fight was won um and you know there was some good trading in there as well wasn't it, it was a good fight yeah it, it was a fantastic fight I mean I'll, I'll be honest with you um I was on the edge of my seat for the whole fight because you, you just know what Baluta brings to that boxing ring and I think the question we all had uh, when that fight started was, you know, is Baluta going to be too much for Davies? Is he going to smother Davies' uh, good work in his jab? You know, is Davies going to be able to stand up to this to this level? And, you know, we've got to be honest, those were the questions we were asking. And Liam Davies, to his um, credit, each time, you know, these questions have been asked, he stood up. And against Baluta, like you said, Rob, you know, he won the fight in the first half of, of the fight by just executing that beautiful jab. He kept Baluta at range. And when both boxers came in, you know, towards each other and exchanged, he was getting the best of Baluta as well. And I think it just, it knocked any enthusiasm Baluta had. It knocked it yeah. out of him, didn't it? It really, it took the fight away from Baluta, didn't it? it very much so. Um, the, the, the one frustrating thing for me was, um, yeah, it, it was a good fight. But it really hotted up the last twenty seconds of, you know, of a round. Um, yeah. So you were always like sort of itching for more, and just as it was getting to, you know, to a crescendo, it, the bell would go, <laughs> and yeah. the ref would have to get in between them. But uh, because there was a, a few shots as a result of that after the bell, wasn't there? Um, yes, yeah. But um, it was great. It was great, and how good, how good was the atmosphere considering it was a small venue? Oh, it was fantastic, and you know, we will be uh, writing a piece on boxing in telford because sport to song listeners if you haven't seen boxing in telford it's a very special occasion you know the whole town uh comes out for it and it uh you know it's it, the atmosphere is just it's absolutely fantastic everyone's there to enjoy themselves everyone's there to get behind the telford man in which they did you know in so many ways on saturday night and and it proved to be the extra push that davies need to get through this tough tough fight and you know, even when I look back on it now, Rob, you, I don't think we really truly realise just what Davis has achieved so this quickly. year, yeah. this year in boxing, yeah. and how quickly. You know, he's not only the European 
super bantam uh, weight holder. He's also the WBC international as well. Mm. And it's, it's propelled him towards, you know, what are we looking at now for Davies? Are we looking at him? Well, he's ranked, isn't he? He's, he's ranked he's, um, now. Yeah, he's yeah, number yeah. nine, number nine yeah. now, which is just ridiculous. Um, if, if you'd have said that 18 months ago during the pandemic, I mean, I'm sure he would have believed it, but a lot of people in the industry would have laughed. You know, yeah. it's um, not laughed. That's probably quite disrespectful. I mean, they would have been surprised. Um, and I, I would have been surprised um, because, you know, Liam was fighting on local hotel shows um, for at the start of his career here. And, um, you know, he won the English title on a behind closed doors show on Matchroom. And Eddie had pretty much said, oh, it's winner stays on and didn't honour that. And fair play, Frank Warren's picked him up, um, give him a couple of settling fights and, Bang bang, British title, European title. What's next? <laughs> yeah, indeed, and and it, it's just so exciting, isn't it? I mean, it, you know, me and you were on a high talking about it, and we were saying, you know, God, who, you know, who, who could he be fighting next? And you're looking down the list of these, you know, superstars of the sport, and you're thinking, you know, could could Davies be out into, you know, to places like Philadelphia, you know, against um, Stephen Fulton, Fulton, yeah, yeah and stuff. You me, know, and, I, I don't know. I I think going British. European world in consecutive fights is a big ask. I mean, it is a big ask. Um, but you know, but, I, Denzel Bentley did it, didn't he? Um, he went British world straight away and came up, unfortunately, a little bit short. Um, I, I think the bigger picture needs to be looked at a little bit and get a few defenses under the belt and, if you pardon the pun, and 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 see where we go. Um, there's no I, rush. I, I do totally agree with you, but we we had we did have a moment where we just you know we 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 had this. Ideal dream, you know, of being out in Philadelphia watching uh, <laughs> Liam yeah. Davis, but it's you know it is pie in the sky. But you know, at the end of the day, congratulations to Liam Davis. Um, he has against against all odds, um, you know, climbed um, a serious mountain in beating beating both Mark Leach and and Ian Baluta, and a few other options though, mate. You know, it doesn't just necessarily necessarily have to be Fulton. I mean. Um, there was a gentleman sat with us at ringside, wasn't there? Who um, it could potentially be next? Um, Indeed, you know, there was. Yes. J- Jason Cunningham. He, um, you know, the belt. Let's let's be honest. The fight that um, Liam and Baluta fought for was was the belt that Jason Cunningham had, had vacated. Um, yeah, so right, yeah. um, you know, and he was very complimentary when he was was talking about Liam during the fight. But I'm sure it's a fight you take and. Um, and then there's Mr. McCann who fights this weekend as well, isn't there, Dennis? Uh, yeah. If he, if, if he wins this weekend, him and Liam would be for the European, British, and Commonwealth. That would be um, just it'd just be fantastic, wouldn't it? And and you you touched on Jason Cunningham there, and Sport to Song listeners, we have created a WordPress very recently where we are um, publishing articles, and you can find yes. an article on Jason Cunningham and his recent. Um, uh, lost to Zolani Tete, which has now been shrouded in absolute controversy, hasn't you it? You were there. To, I was there. And uh, I, if you read the article, I go into depth. Well, no, I say depth, it's not too long, but it's I, I go into an idea of, of what um, I sensed when he was knocked out. It, it was a devastating knockout, one of the worst I've ever, unfortunately, been uh, witness to. And it, it really was quite a scare for the crowd. There was a one of those horrible... Um, you know, sort of silences around yeah. a packed arena where no one was concern. really, yeah, a mass mass concern uh, for Cunningham and for, and I know we've just gone off uh, subject a little bit, but for, for for it to come out that Tete was potentially, or it's looking likely to have been uh, juicing uh, in the lead up or in and around that fight is is devastating news because 
he could have done real damage to Jason Cunningham. And it's just, you feel for not only Jason Cunningham, but he's, he's friends and family as well, because, you know, thankfully he did rise to his feet, but at what cost, you know, with Tete failing that drugs test? Well, well, Tete is notoriously a big puncher anyway. Um, So I I was surprised um, when I heard that yesterday. And uh, if he gets found, ban him. Just ban him, ban him, and overturn the result as a no contest because um, nobody deserves to have um, a record, a loss on their record from a guy who, if they juice during the build up to that fight, I, I've said it. I mean, it happened with David Price, and I, um, I, I just don't see how those results can stand. Yeah, no, it's it's very sad, and you know, there's been a the, the reason why I wrote the articles because there's been a hell of a lot of noise about a, a certain high profile incident involving failed drug tests and I just felt that Cunningham um, and his team and his family deserved a little bit of notoriety for for you know what what they've been through because not, not only has he suffered uh, a defeat in, at, at a stage at a crossroads in his career but he's also now found out that the the, the boxer potentially or likely was um, was in, on enhanced or taken enhanced uh, performing drugs and it's just again you know we don't like to sit on it too much on this podcast but it is dragging boxing through the shit i shall say it ban him simple as that ban him indeed um but um you know going back to liam davis uh with that fantastic victory to raise the european belt there was plenty of other great fights on the bill wasn't there rob uh none more so than uh anthony yard should we we talk about anthony yard in telford (laughs) yeah um i mean let's not beat around the bush it was it was an opponent, uh, you know, in Koykov, with all due respect, that was was there as a as a warm up opponent because he'd been out of the ring for a while. Yard, um, yeah. you know, especially while he was waiting for what we all knew was going to be the big announcement coming afterwards. So, um, but yeah, third round stoppage, um, it was decent, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was it was good to see him live. Yeah, powerful. Yes, very very powerful. Lions in the camp, I believe he came he came <laughs> out with that with that montage, and it it was a, a very it was great to see him in a place uh, like Telford and to see that entourage and that that re-entrance. It was just a great atmosphere, like we touched on with Liam Davis, and you know the Telford, um, you know faithful came out for yard as well. They really gave him a good reception, didn't they? And it was yeah. Uh, Do you know what I've been been to shows in Telford before where. And, and this can happen in local shows uh, where everyone floods in for the main event and the hometown fighter. Um, yeah. Or if they're on the card and not main event, they flood in and they flood out afterwards and they don't stick around. But um, I, I think it was pretty much full, wasn't it, by the time you came out? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty much full. And um, um, it was, uh, like you just said, it was a powerful performance yeah. for, from Anthony, Anthony Yard. And it brings him on, shall we touch... On the mega fight that's just been announced. Um, please, please. It, yeah, um, Paterbiev and Anthony Yard. I mean, wow. Wembley, Wembley yeah. Sport D Song listeners, I'm sure we're going to be putting out many polls about this fight. But Rob, seeing as it's me and you, well, I mean, who you got? Uh, Paterbiev, um, unfortunately. I, I'd love to see Anthony Yard do it. I mean, he was he was so close against Kovalev when he, when he first had a crack and... Um, you know, he, he was probably 30, 30 seconds short of, of, of taking him out of there. Um, yeah. And then he gassed out. The lack of sparring in his build-up showed and ended up getting knocked out by a jab, unfortunately, which is very rare, but that's how tired he was. Um, 
Baterbiev is an animal. He's, 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 you know, I think Kovalev was on the slide when he fought Yard. Baterbiev is not on the slide. He might be a bit older, but um, he's in his prime. And um, I, I know it's early and my mind might change, but I think you'd be foolish to pin your hopes on Yard at this stage, I think. Yeah, and I, we, we, I spoke with uh, Twitter Boxing. I, I know his name is David on there. I'm sure you, you'll know who he is. But we had a, a conversation earlier today on, okay. on, on Twitter. How did and, that go? Yeah, no, it was good. We, we both had uh, opinions on how we thought the fight was going to go. Yeah. But what we both agreed on, and I'm sure sports song listeners will agree, this is going to be absolute fireworks, isn't it? It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's two utter beasts coming head to head, isn't it? And just, uh, I, I, you know, f- for me personally, if, if, from my opinion on the fight, uh, we heard Anthony Yard talking at the end uh, in Telford and he was saying that he's not in this game for the rounds anymore. He wants stoppages. That's all he said. He, he said, I'm not here to, to box rounds of boxing. I'm just all about the stoppages. That's what he said. Got to be careful when you're coming out with that, haven't you? I know, but that's, that, that is what he wants to do. And yeah. I mean, I've 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 not seen Yard fight in the flesh before, but when you do see him in that ring, he is a monster, isn't he? He's huge. There's there's a reason why he's the beast from the east because he's just, you know, he's got muscles coming out of his muscles, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, the, the only way I believe he's going to beat um, Paterbiev is by dragging him. I think it's going to have to be late. I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to get him out early. I think he's going to drag him into the ninth, tenth, eleventh round, and he's going to have to try and wipe him out from there. And I think that's the only way Yard gets success in this fight. Um, other than yeah. that, other than that, I think it could be quite a bloody mess. And uh, literally, Baterbiev, yeah, yeah, and and, and Baterbiev will get his uh, his wicked way with with Yard. I, I have to edge Baterbiev uh, on, you know, he's so on, fit as well, Baterbiev for his on, age on recent performances. On you know knockout power and his stamina, you know he's, yeah. you know he is the one to beat, isn't he? So I think uh, in that respect, I'm going to edge with yourself, Rob. We're going to agree. There we go. That's a strange one. Again. <laughs> I think this was an easier one to agree on at this stage. I think um, how good is it to get into the UK? By the way, um, you know it's not that often we get these stars come over. I mean, it's been, a, if, you know, we've, we have had Lomachenko, Spence, you know, a, a couple of other Usyk um, over here. And I love seeing the big names from overseas coming here. Yeah, no, I do agree with you. It is it is great to see. And it, it's a spectacle for UK boxing fans, isn't it? So uh, I think those tickets are, are due to come out on sale soon, aren't they? Uh, so, yeah, they're uh, out on today. They came out oh, today. Oh, today? Yeah, there yeah. we go. Fantastic. Um, now, the Telford card had um, lots of great uh, fights on it, which we watched. Wh- which other ones stuck out for you, Rob, before we move along? Um, well, I mean, I'll, I'll go to the bottom of the card first because um, this was the first fight when we got in, wasn't it? McCauley Owen. Yes. Um, good young prospect um, from, from Telford. Um, very he- strong, Heavy-handed southpaw. Yeah, yeah, very strong. Um, only young. Um, yeah, just wanted to give him a shout-out. Keep, keep an eye out for him, McCauley Owen. Yeah, absolutely. And um, he, yeah, he, he looked very good in there, didn't he? And he looked, 
he looked like he had that uh, sort of ring presence about him, didn't he? Looked very, yeah. very strong and big. I, yeah. I want to make a shout out to Brad Strand. I think mm -hmm. we've spoken about Brad Strand on the podcast before. He's coming from a very good and active boxing gym at the moment in Liverpool uh, with the likes of is Andrew Kane, isn't it? And uh, Nick Ball. McGrails. McGrails yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and th they were there sitting next to us watching Brad Strand. I, I, I must say to you now, Spoke to song listeners and Rob. I, I, I'm a huge Brad F uh, Strand fan. I, I I really enjoyed watching him box. His jab is is like something is something to behold. It, it, yeah. You know, if if you want to see someone push out the jab, you know, he, he certainly does in abundance. And I, I I think he he was in a tough fight on um, on Saturday in Telford, and he, he came through really well. He boxed. He stuck to the game plan, and he kept pushing that beautiful jab out. He yeah. got the knockdown. Yeah. So Br Brad Strand, have a look on YouTube. Check him out. Give him a follow. He's uh, he's a boxer that I really enjoy watching. I think he's got a good future, yeah, especially agreed. coming out of that particular gym. Imagine the um, sparring. <laughs> can you imagine? Maybe we should try and get in there and, uh, have, and, <laughs> and see what's going on. Now, talking to Telford, uh, myself, I was also at York. Hall. It's going back a few weeks ago now, but I want to touch on Nick Ball. We've just mentioned him uh, from that Liverpool gym. I believe, is it the Everton gym, is it? Um, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick Ball looked good, didn't he? He did, yeah. There's uh, not much for, to for, say for, about for how long it lasted, that. yeah. Um, yeah, he um, he was he in shot against... He shot, some, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he was in against an unknown Mexican in uh, Rubio. And uh, the hype is real, isn't it? I think so. I think so. Um, I would like to see more. Um but, you know, again, we were saying about Davis sort of coming from nowhere on, on the TV scene. Very similar with Nick. I mean, you know, he got that really high profile um, win at Wembley on the the Fury White undercard. And um, his profile has just rocketed in the last six months, hasn't it? And uh, headline of the York Hall show with BT and Frank Warren. Um, the next 12 months is going to be very, very interesting because... Um, some good weight divisions around there as well, isn't there? He can fluctuate, and I think there's some big fights coming up potentially. Yeah, and, and let's talk about uh, whilst we're on the subject, let's talk about that particular um, weight division that Nick Ball's in. We're looking at the it's the featherweight division, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and we've spoken extensively this year about Lee Wood, Josh Warrington, uh, Jordan Gill. You know, there, there's there's some big names in there. That's isn't a there? good fight. Yeah. That's a good fight, Jordan Gill, because, I mean, he's come off the back of some tough fights. Some haven't gone his way. That That's a good fight. Yeah, it would be a good fight. But that that division, the featherweight, it's it's brimming at the moment, isn't it? There's some really good yeah. boxers in there. I, I, another one on the card, we won't touch on the fight because of time, but Umar Khan fought on the same um, card at York Hall, and he's, he's a great boxer to watch. Umar what Khan. weight division is he? Do you know? He's featherweight. Um, oh, so another so, one, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's ranked about 26 at the moment in the okay. UK, but he's, he's definitely one to watch. He was... He was Umar fantastic. Khan. Okay. U Umar Khan, yeah. So the featherweight division with Nick Ball, he looked impressive against Rubio. And one more boxer I, I want to mention on that card was uh, David Adelaide. Mm. Um, the, the sort of unknown entity, isn't he really? He hasn't really been tested um, as such, but he Not looked yet. he looked fantastic at the York. Well, I've got to tell you, Rob, he looked very, very good. I was I was impressed with him. I was well, impressed with him so much. Um you know, you know me. I, I, I love the jab. He's got a beautiful jab. Yeah, yeah. Very, very beautiful jab. He's got boxing ability, and he's big. And I, you know, he, he looked. He got the stoppage victory uh, against an unknown yet a very game Mexican uh, who had gone ten and zero with nine KOs. I know that doesn't count for much. We know we know that doesn't count for much. But he, it can. He 
he, he looked like a tough bloke. He didn't. He, he, he wasn't there to be bowled over. And um, that David Adelaide really put on a, a, a good show. It was a good performance. It was fun to watch from, from a spectator's point of view. I think he's a problem, Rob. I think he's a problem. Um, certainly on the British scene for now. Um, I mean, I think you showed me the rankings the other day, didn't you? I think he's up to eight or nine now. Um, in the rankings, is that right? Yeah, at, um, Adelaide is. I'm not sure where he's ranked. He's top the... ten, wasn't it? Now, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. Uh, he's up there. Um... That's some good fights, mate. Um, I mean, eventually, you know, maybe in the next twelve to eighteen months, he'll be banging on the door of a British title, and um, obviously that, that's on the line this weekend, isn't it? Um, on on the zone card, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, Adelaide's been on people's radar for a, for a good couple of years now, hasn't he? And I think it's time for him to kick on. Absolutely agree with you. Now, Rob, we are going to move on to this weekend's action. There's a hell of a lot of... <laughs> where do you start? <laughs> in, where do you start? Is, is there any more fights, uh, results that you want to mention before we do move on? Um, I mean, just going back to the self, the Ethan James fight was good, wasn't it? Uh, with Ke- uh, Keenan Wainwright. Um, yeah, was considering Keenan was a, a last-minute um, replacement, it was it, it was very good, uh, very close as well. Um, Keenan shocks Ethan with with the knockdown. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, how did you have it? Well, it, it was one of those fights, uh, sport to song listeners, <laughs> you know, it's what you like in a boxing gym. So, do, yeah. you know, if, if, if you like the come-forward boxer who's, maybe not doing the cleaner work but he's still getting success it was certainly Wainwright was was on that side of the card wasn't he but um for me Ethan James boxed um I wouldn't say well but he, he boxed enough for me to win to win rounds and uh I mm. I, I thought he won it but you could have gone either way oh, in... I had it the other way um, yeah again, yeah and, and, close, and that, does, that doesn't close. surprise me that doesn't surprise me just just close mate and um close rounds as well and and I don't I don't think um well, it's not a robbery either way, is it? It's it's just one of them. It was a good close fight. Um, and I just thought Keenan with a knockdown had just edged it by a, a point or so. But um, yeah, I mean, there was no, no debate in the winner because it was close. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Now, um, we do have to touch on a couple of, I'm not going to say shock losses, but there were certainly a couple of lo- losses uh, that were not expected to a certain degree. We've got Tyler Denny, who beat Bradley Ray. Um, hats off to both of them for getting in the ring, Rob, at this stage in their careers and, and getting this fight out there, hey? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And um, uh, before we sort of get to Tyler, what a class act Brad Ray was afterwards as well. Absolutely, so yeah. dignified. And um, sometimes, uh, you know, fighters won't face the media or they'll face the media and um, they'll give excuses and or say that they were 50% or this yep. is a reason, this is a reason. But fair play, hands up, lost of a better man, had a photo taken with him wished him well next, you know, and I know more people should take a, a leaf out of Brad's book there. Absolutely. I, 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 and like you just touched on Rob, I think it's refreshing. I think um, a lot of boxing fans, including myself and you are, are, are sort of, we've had enough of this protection of the O haven't we? We want to see boxing yes. fights happen. And, and Tyler Denny versus Bradley Ray is certainly a fight um, that, you know, should have happened and it did. And Tyler Denny's come out on top it's been some year for Tyler Denny, isn't it? Yeah, and like he doesn't seem to be in a poor fight either. I mean, it was a great no. fight with Brad. Um, the the fight um, I, I was at his previous fight in Coventry um, against uh, River Wilson Bent. The, the yes. rematch. What a fight that was! Oh, incredible! Um, yeah, it, it just stood there and traded, and it was it was bloody brilliant. And um, I mean, it's up there for fight of the year, isn't it? I think I think so. Certainly domestically, yeah. yeah. It's got it's um, got to be it's got to be up there, hasn't it? Yeah, 
yeah, it, it, it was brilliant um, off the back of a controversial first fight. So, um, yeah, I mean, he I would be very surprised if he didn't kick on and pick up more titles next year. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a fantastic win. Um, it was a, uh, a strange evening for um, our friend of the podcast, Dylan, Dylan Chima, yeah. um, in, in his first professional loss, but um, against jo- Jordan um, Ellison, wasn't it? Yeah. And it's, yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, Rob, you know, being frank with this, it's just it's one of those things that can happen in boxing. Uh, I believe it was a four round fight and you know we we know the pitfalls of these four round fights yeah. it, it, you know you just got to be off for two or three rounds and then suddenly you find yourself uh, on the back of a loss and i think or i don't think i know dylan chima will come again he has got um what i would say to be a still determination to make it in the, in the pro game and i i've got no doubt he will and the back in the the back in that support he's got as well it will will keep him going um and uh, actually again another um Another very dignified response to a loss as well. Um, you know that 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 loss would have hurt him, and um, you know he's he's been on the crest of a wave, hasn't he, the last uh, twelve months or so? And uh, you know it, it won't hurt him long term. But um, fair play, he, he came out, congratulated, uh, congratulated Ellison, and um, we move on. You know he's uh, he was he was class. Yeah, no, I do agree with you, and and like you said, with with the backing that. Uh, Dylan Chima has uh, not only from the, the Sikh uh, community but also from, from the UK you know in terms of boxing fans you know we everyone likes watching Dylan, Ch- Dylan Chima box he's a classy boxer and I think he's just got found out with those four round fights and it, it can happen at this stage and it's uh, he just has to like you said Rob dust himself off and get back in the gym absolutely as, as we know he does we see him working out every day so he, yeah he lives a life yeah he lives the life and there's no doubt that Dylan and Chima will be back so and any other fights uh, to touch on Rob before we move on to this heavy schedule no, I've, I've, there's a lot to cover, so I think we better go with that. <laughs> Indeed. Now, uh, Sports Song listeners, later on in the podcast, we will be going on to the Fight Town podcast and previewing um, Nielsen Boxing Show in Swindon this Saturday. That's coming up later in the show. And we are interviewing two boxers in Max Mudway and Lewis. And I'm going to remember his name, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> Lewis Roberts. There we yeah. go, Lewis Roberts. And, well done, uh, mate. Bo- but it's been both, a long night. <laughs> it has been a long night. Both both have fantastic ring entrances, in which we do speak to both fighters uh, about. Now, O2 Arena, Greenwich, what's going on, Rob? What are we expecting? What are we looking forward to? Um, I mean, the Ryder Parker fight is is as 50-50 as it gets this year, isn't it? Domestically, I think. So. I, think. I think so, yeah. Um, I think we're a little bit... I don't think we're going to agree on this one either. I, I know in the build-up we've, uh, we've toed and fro, but, um, you know, they've... The camp's done now. Where are you at with it? I, I, I was I was hoping you wasn't going to put me on the spot on the podcast for this one, <laughs> because in my mind I'm 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 in a battle between uh, where I'm going with this. But um, that's good, though, isn't it? That's good. It's good. Do you know what? I, I have to go with my hunch, and my hunch is the younger man Zach Parker's going to have too much for John Ryder. There yeah. we go. I, I think um, Ryder will have too much experience for Parker. Um, it's as simple as that, really. Um, I know he's lost in good company, but um, you know he's had some bloody good wins over the last couple of years as well. And um, I just, I just think he will win it by three or four rounds on the cards, personally. Yeah, and and you know I've got nothing against John Ryder. It's just a, a hunch, 
Good guy, and, uh, yeah, and yeah, fantastic. And he looks so happy uh, at the moment. He's talking confidently about his weight now. He's talking confidently about his boxing. I know there was a point in time he's been speaking with Dev uh, Sani this week. And yeah. the, the interviews have been, you know, quite sort of heartbreaking to hear that in some of his fights, he was just willing the opponent to to take him out, you know, get him out yeah, of his so misery. Sad. And yeah. very sad to hear from a professional boxer, but he seems in a happy place at the moment and what do we say about happy boxers you know happy boxers are dangerous boxers aren't they and uh i that's what sways me back towards Ryder. but i just i i'm, I'm gonna add to <laughs> you uh, just yeah. talk yourself out of i'm talking myself prediction. out of it but you know <laughs> pa pa parker's, parker's been very inactive though hasn't he that's another another thing to sway towards Ryder as well yeah but, through um, no fault of his own though I, no. I mean, there's been a few um sort of politics reasons and, and injuries that have, have caused certain fights to to fall apart like the um, the andrade fight in in Dar uh, uh, pride park i think it was meant to be um, that was right. yeah yeah um but it is what it is he's back he looked he looked, he looked good today as well when they um uh, you know when they had the face off as well he looks healthy uh, at the weight because he's he's quite big for the weight isn't he he is he is big for the weight and it's um it's certainly going to be an interesting fight, and it's um, there. We go. We, we we can put a little bet on. You're going to go for Ryder, and I'm in the Zach uh, Zach Parker corner. So yeah, uh, with, with little confidence, like I said, it's a fifty fifty, mate. Yeah, no, I do agree with you, Rob. Um, Sport the song fans. Uh, we are going to be putting a um, or listeners, should I say? We are going to be putting a um, a tweet out to see who you believe is going to win that fight later on with the podcast, and also on that bill, Rob uh, Hamza Shirazi is back out, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, very exciting prospect. Not in a very um, difficult. Uh, it's not, not not in a very easy fight. Sorry, um, <laughs> against uh, yeah, not in a very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in a bit of an easy one tonight. River Wilson yeah. Ben's going to find me now. Um, yeah, he's going to find I you mean, on Twitter. <laughs> obviously, we were talking about Tyler Denner, Denny earlier um, on the Coventry card against River Wilson Ben, um, and again that was a, a toss of a coin when it came to the judges. Um, yeah. he is a million miles an hour and that will not, that just can't be a poor fight. I, no, I would be, be amazed. If that yeah. bores me, I would be staggered. Yeah. And, and we've seen Hamza Shiraz in, he, in his recent fights. Uh, I think his Huge. last one against um, Torres, I believe it was. And, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's just a demolition ball, isn't he? Just, uh, yeah, he's, he's big at the weight. How he makes the weight, um, how he makes the weight on... At that size, it's incredible. By the way, yeah, no, it is he's incredible. So tall, yeah, I know. Um, it's it's going to make for a very interesting fight against uh, River Wilson, uh, River Wilson Bent, isn't it? And it's uh, yeah, it could go either way, couldn't it? Could go either way. Um, well, I, I think it, so. I, I mean, I would go with Shiraz, hundred percent. He's the, he's the, he's uh, Frank's boy, isn't he? Yeah, and and you know he is touted to to win this fight, but you know yeah. we know what River Wilson Bent brings to the boxing ring, and I'm sure oh, he's it's not going to be, be uh, easy. No, um, looking down the list without exhausting it and going through every single fight, is there any other fights that take your your liking? Um, well, I think the obvious one's Dennis McCann, isn't it? Um, you know, I think he really needs to step up now as well. Um, you know, there there are other fighters in and around that division. Um, yeah. Liam Davis is an example um, who's starting to mop up belts while Dennis McCann. You know he's 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 looked good, but he's been in with you know journeyman effectively, and um, he gets his crack at the vacant Commonwealth Super Bantam title this uh, this weekend. And like I said to you earlier, that could potentially set up the three belt unification, if you like, of British, European, and Commonwealth with Liam if if that happens. And um, there was a bit of to and throwing on Saturday night or Sunday morning from uh, on Twitter between them, wasn't it? I don't know if you saw that. 
Yes, I have. Yeah. I, I've seen little, yeah, little little bits of it, and it's. Uh... Well, he pretty much called Liam out, and Liam was like, "Well, ready when you are, young man." So, um, let's see if they're true to their word. But uh, I like Dennis McCann. I think um, I think he's misunderstood. To be honest, I think um, he's a. Uh, He's a sensitive soul, I think, and a few of his interviews this week, again with Dev, um, have, have shown that, but um, monster in the ring, isn't he? Yeah, he is, absolutely. Yeah, he's fantastic to watch as well. And what a prospect with him uh, between Dennis McCann and Liam Davies. I, I know we've, we're a bit pie in the sky earlier, talking about, you know, the Philadelphia and, and what have you. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, like you rightly said, Rob, you know, bringing us, crashing us back down to earth, it's likely you know that there's there's other options uh domestically with jason cunningham and dennis mccann floating around nicely in that division aren't they so it's yeah. uh oh, of course um uh, someone who's t- taken uh who i've noticed this week he's been heavily promoted by queensbury is pierce o'leary mm-hmm. uh some puncher isn't he from ireland um, yeah i'll be honest i haven't seen a lot of him um i've just been going off some of the promos that i've seen um which is probably a bit um ignorant of me really so uh, you're gonna have to fill me in on this one no I, I'm, I, I'm the same I, I've just caught I've caught the promos and I, and I sort of you know he looks good doesn't he, he looks heavy handed yeah, so yeah, it's does, just yeah. um yeah just a fight, fighter I'm looking forward to seeing um, in the flesh if we do go to the show something about Irish boxing as well isn't there there is there always you know, is something about Irish boxing there's, there's some, so many exciting fighters over the years it's class you know it is good now Rob we have got a heavy schedule coming up this weekend in the world of boxing is, is there anywhere else we want to look before we move on to the fight town podcast um we we have to touch on dillian white coming back um yeah obviously he funnily enough he's come back before um fury but saying that fury did retire didn't he so uh, <laughs> <laughs> enough said about that yeah well, no, no i'm only messing um <laughs> um so so yeah he's in with franklin this weekend who um you know he's undefeated with a lot of ko's and there's a lot of friction today at the uh at the face off as well. Um, good to see Dillian back. I, I, he gets a lot of um, gets a lot of stick, but I, I think he's great for the division. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do like seeing uh, Dillian White back. I think he he deserves another another sort of shot or, or a move towards sort of uh, world titles. Nev- world yeah. titles again. I, I don't see why not. He's he's just been stopped quite abruptly hasn't he in, yeah. in in the last sort of year or so last couple of years obviously um who was it who stopped him with that beautiful Povetkin. uppercut Povetkin. i mean it's yeah. just i mean that 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 Povetkin uppercut was something out of you know a boxer's oh, dream nowhere, wasn't yeah. it, it just, yeah, you know, it was and, and then he was caught with pretty much the same one from tyson fury yeah. Um yeah. I I I just didn't Joshua knock him out with an uppercut as well back in the day. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I, I, I'm just wondering and and um new to sport this song, uh DC on Twitter has written a fantastic article yeah. about this fight on our WordPress. I know we've spoken about the WordPress earlier, but you can have a read of that article. It, it's a rundown of this particular fight and a look at um you know Dylan White's opponent um in Franklin. So it's it's a worthy read. And interesting to see, you know, what what Dylan White's up against against Franklin. But I, I, going back to your question, Rob, I think for me, it, you know, it has Dylan White's punch resistance gone now? You know, with age, with uh, two big knockout losses, you know, are, are we looking at someone who's sort of punched out a bit now in in the boxing world? It's hard to tell, isn't it? Because you know, it's a cliche about. Heavy, you know, heavyweight boxing about the one punch change and everything. Um, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, he, he was knocked out earlier in his career, like I said, up against AJ. Um, and then had a fantastic run, didn't he? Um, un, until the uh, fight camp fight with uh, with Povetkin. So, I don't know. I think he needs no. to take a few on the whiskers this weekend for us to, <laughs> to sort of gauge that, really. I, um, I, I love that expression. It's true, though, and it, 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 he needs it. to take yeah, a yeah. few. Um, and, and Franklin said this week as well, I'm not just going for the uppercut, you know. <laughs> you can't just stand there against White and just keep uppercutting for 12 rounds. It's yeah. true, it's true. I know, I, I know um, I would. You know, but um, hey, one one fight I've got to touch on on the undercard is the uh, British heavyweight title fight um, between Fabio Wardley and Nathan Gorman. You um, took words out of my mouth, Rob. Oh, sorry, Pat. Go on, mate. No, yours. no, no, no. You carry on. I, I was just I was going to mention that fight just after. Yeah, finished, it's yeah. Um, just just fantastic story. You know, Fabio Wardley pretty much got picked up off the uh, white collar scene from a uh, by Matchroom, and uh, you know he's. He's progressed quite quickly, hasn't he? And yeah, Nathan yeah. Gorman comes from fighting stock. Um, you know, the traveler background. I think he's is he Tyson through his cousin, I think. Um uh and you know, again, he went in with Dubois and got blasted out, but that happens to a lot of fighters. And I think at British level, I think this is a brilliant fight. No, I do agree with you. And um I, I've got to tell you, I've I've watched Fabio Wardley fight. Um I watched him at the O2 arena and uh, I, I'm a massive Fabio Wardley fan. I, I, I think he's ex- extremely explosive, powerful. He's got, he's got, you know, uh, the knockout punch. He's got the strength to get the people range. out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really fancy Fabio Wardley. Yeah I, yeah. yeah, I do. And and that's no disrespect to David Gorman, you know, uh, sorry, Nathan, Nathan Gorman. Yeah. Nathan Gorman. That, that's no disrespect to him. I just think with, I think Fabio Wardley's, I think he's special. So I've, I think for Nathan Gorman, I think he's going in against someone who's probably going to do quite well and get and get to the top of the heavyweight division in the UK. The, the only, I, I agree with most of what you said. The only thing is um, Wardley's not really been in with anyone. Yeah, like, he's, he's, like Gorman. he's, he's um, untested, but this test is what he needs. He needs, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he needs Nathan Gorman more than Nathan Gorman needs him. <laughs> it's a you great know, way of putting it yeah it, it he really does is. you know yeah. uh, fabio wardley needs this test he needs he needs the ranked heavyweight uh boxer he, he needs to show the uk that he you know it's not all puff and wind and it, you know he is the real deal and i think i think we're going to see it this weekend yeah they both need that belt that's one thing for sure um i i, I don't know i don't know um part of me is swaying to to gorman um but I, 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 I don't know. I wouldn't be making on, a pick prediction. One, pick one. Pick one. I'll go Wardley as well. I'll go really? Wardley as well. There yeah, we I will. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if Nathan won. Oh, this is a good thing, though. You know, 50-50 fights for the British title. Well, oh, I consider it a 50-50 fight. I don't know about you, but... Um, yeah, no, yeah, I'll, I'll go, I'll I'll go with 50, Wardley. 50, he's, yeah. on a, he's on the, the crest of a wave. The momentum's with him, and he's the home fighter, let's face it. So... Um, I'll I'll just edge um, Wardley, but uh, Nathan Gorman seems like a really nice lad, and it would actually be a brilliant story to see the British title back in the family again. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be heavy-handed. I don't think it goes twelve though. No. Now, uh, sport this song, uh, listeners. We are going on to the Fight Town podcast very shortly. It is a bumper podcast this week because we've been both extremely busy in our personal lives. We are hoping to bring out another podcast 
potentially uh, um, next week after this round of boxing or, or slightly yeah. longer into the week, just with a catch up, maybe a half an hour, 35 minute sort of show just to catch up on the weekend's boxing. Cause we have been away for a little while. So apologies for that. Uh, but we are going to get back into the swing of things towards the end of the year. And next year, we've got plenty of exciting things coming. We've also welcomed uh, DC onto the team, haven't we? Who's going to yeah. be uh, writing articles from us and potentially get involved in the podcast later on down the line. So it's very exciting. Uh, yeah, from it's, our, it's, from it's great. Great to have her on board. Um, much more of a natural writer than I am, I've got to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I'll, I'll leave that to, to you guys and I'll just stick to talking bollocks on here. But um, well, listen, it's all it's uh, all yeah, in the, it's, it's all in the same. It's great. It's all in the same boat and for the same cause to just to bring some uh, good boxing content to the people. Um, and hopefully you enjoy listening to us if you can like and I'm subscribe. Reading. <laughs> to the, I'm reading, of course. Yes. Um, now, Rob, before we go to the Fight Town podcast, uh, any other fights we want to look at? Uh, before um, we yeah, on? ending the weekend, there's a, there's a Sky show. Um, Adam Azim is is on it against uh, Rhino Charlton. Um, what I mean, a fight. Yeah, I mean, there's not much more we need to say about Adam Azim, really. We've said it plenty of times on this pod, haven't we? He's just explosive, exciting, and, you know, it's going to be a fun ride, whichever way it goes with him, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's going to be. It is going to be a fun ride. He's a fantastic uh, character is Adam Azim and and also uh, Ryland Charlton is a, is, a, is a great character too uh, wow yeah G- going back to what we were talking about about um, Yard versus Peterbiev uh, Bet- um, it's you know it's going to be fireworks isn't it both both are going to be at each other's throat from round one and it's going to be uh, yeah great, great viewing but there are levels and I um, I actually think a lot of people are saying that Charlton will, I might uh, fall flat on my face with this one, but um, a lot of people are saying that Charlton will um, get the rounds out of Azim, but many haven't. I don't think so. I think um, Azim will take him out within three. Wow. I do. Is... I do. I just, I just think that, you know, um, I just think he's too fresh, too young, too fast. I, I, no, I, no, I think within three rounds, I, I think it'll be done. Now, sports on listeners, you've heard it here first. From Boxing Shrewdolf. Am I allowed to say that? Is it, is it too early? Um, yeah, it's a bit early, oh, mate. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll the reason, the right, the reason that he said that, for anyone who doesn't know, there's a massive um, lit up uh, reindeer um, in, in Shrewsbury where, where I work and spend a lot of time. And um, and it's called Shrewdolf. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Alex decided to throw that on the end of my... Uh, apparently, I've got a seasonal nickname now. There we go. We, we found a, a seasonal nickname for the Boxing Shrew, which is uh, Boxing Shrewdolph. I like it. <laughs> it. It makes me happy. There we okay. go. Okay, well, so, so, long listen, as, so long as it um, makes you happy, mate. There we go. And uh, Sport to Song listeners, we are going to move on to the Fight Town podcast. It's been a busy, hectic show. It's a bumper show. Enjoy it. And uh, we shall see you very shortly. Yeah, uh, so it's good to be back as well. Yeah, good to catch up with you on this, mate, as well. Indeed, as Rob, it's been fantastic. And we shall see you very shortly. Uh, back with Sporty Song potentially next week. Take care, guys. Hello and welcome to Fight Town Podcast, where we'll be looking at Nielsen Boxing, their show this Saturday in Swindon. Rob, it promises to be a good show, doesn't it? As always, um, you know, yeah. Nielsen put on some cracking little shows, don't they? Um, yeah. all, all year they've been, you know, churning them out one after another and um, regular activity for their fighters too. I mean, some of the fighters that will go through shortly, you, you know, they're, they're regular names on the podcast now, aren't they? 
Absolutely. We have uh, had the pleasure of dealing with Nielsen Boxing uh, this year, myself and Rob, and we've met some very good boxers along the way. Now, this bill is packed with good boxers. I believe there's 11 fights scheduled for this Saturday. Um, where should we start first, Rob, when we preview this uh, this night at Swindon? Yeah, well, I mean, we'll start, start at the top of the card with Max Mudway. Um, yeah. I mean, just to go back quickly to your point, I mean, there's a, a good long list of undefeated fighters that Nielsen have got here as well. Um Many prospects, um, you know, it is really a prospect show. Um, some who are, you know, just starting their journey, some who are on the verge of starting to look at titles. So um, in with some, you know, very tough opponents. So, uh, yeah, let's start with Max. Yeah, indeed. And later on, on the Fight Town podcast, we are going to be speaking with Max and getting the lowdown on his career so far and also looking forward to next year with Nielsen Boxing. Now, this fight, um, Rob, against Serge and Bomo, there have been a few changes um, to his opponent, which does happen uh, when it when at this sort of time of year and at this this type of uh, level when you're sort of six yeah. and oh, you do have to sort of try and find uh, opponents. But in it's Serge, part of the process. Yeah, it is part of the process. And, and, and we spoke with uh, Carl about it, didn't we, earlier on in earlier podcasts? And it, it, it is just part of the process. And Max is coming up against Serge and Bomo. And that's that's not an easy fight, is it? No, not at all. Um, rarely stopped. Um, I would probably consider him a journeyman, let's let's be fair. Um, but, um, you know, of his 36 defeats, he's only been stopped four times. Um, yeah. You know, and um, perhaps Max will be, you know, looking to... To continue his run of KOs as well, he, he got his first KO in, in his um, in his last fight. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, probably a good monkey to get off his off his back, really, wasn't it? Um, yeah, indeed. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he'd be looking to continue that. But you know, he's up against a tough man who's been in with um, you know very good company. At, you know, at times as well, um, he's been in with Denzel Bentley. Now, you know, look at you know how Denzel's progressed over the last yeah. year yeah. to eighteen months. Um, you know, uh, Tyler Denny as well, who's uh, you know picking up belts left, right and centre at the minute as well. So this guy's no mug and he's been been in with some, you know, with all due respect, a higher quality um, opponents than where, you know, Max is at the minute. But, you know, he's progressing towards that stage and um, it's going to be tough for Max, um, especially with, you know, the changes of opponent. But it is part of a learning process and it does yep. happen at this stage of their career, you know. No, I absolutely agree, Rob. And uh, just touching, we are going to speak to uh, Max Mudway later on, in the show, but just to touch on Serge and Bomo, I have actually had the pleasure of watching the man box yeah. at, at Wembley uh, Arena. Um, I believe that would have been the fight against Jake Goodwin. And um, to, to be fair to him, he really does put up a, a you know a stern stern fight. He's not there to be brushed over. He looks for the knockout. He's got a real thumping overhand right, which he caught. Uh, Jake, I think it was Jake Goodwin who he fought. He caught him, you know, quite flat, um, mm. flat footed. And, you know, he, he he's a powerful guy. So um, like you alluded to, Rob, I don't think Max is going to get it all his own way, but he should come through with this one yeah. uh, against some boy. But it's going to be a tough night and a great spectacle, uh, spectacle for the fans watching, isn't it? Yeah, and he's, he's a local lad as well. And um, I'm, I'm sure we'll go into, uh, you know, the chat with him that, you know, what his thoughts are on the renaissance of, you know, boxing in the southwest as well. It yeah. know, must mean a lot to him to not have to travel. Um, you know, he is a he is becoming a you know a bit of a regular down there, and um, 
yeah, it must mean a lot to those Southwest fighters. Absolutely. And uh, what a show it promises to be on Saturday, just uh, just before we move into December as well, the Christmas period. It's going to be a great night of boxing. Make sure you get your tickets uh, available at Nielsen Boxing. Now, Rob, we have got an extensive list of boxers and bouts to go through. Where we go next? We just go down the list. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah, so what are we looking at? Is it Connor Gray next? Yes, yeah. So um, we previewed um, Connor's, um, I believe it was his last fight, actually, um, against Lopez Flores. Um, and, you know, another local lad who's um, learning his, you know, his trade. Yeah. Um, he's actually got an identical um, record to Max. Um, he's 6-0 and with with one KO. Um, and, and again, very similar to Max. He's going in with a guy who's very rarely stopped in, um, Jakub Laskowski. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you said you know, that. He's only... <laughs> I've been practicing, um, but he's he's only been stopped in ten percent of his defeats. So you know this guy is is also no mug. He's a regular in the UK as well. So um, the chances are, if you've been to a to a show in the last couple of years in the UK, he may have been on it against um, you know some of the prospects coming through. So. Um, yeah, this was this eight, an eight-rounder at lightweight as well. So, um, yeah, again, an, another one where it's a good test for Connor. Fully expect him to get through. Um, and a Wiltshire lad as well. So, uh, yes. for him to be fighting in in Swindon is, uh, is class. Yeah, it is good. And um, he looked very good in his last outing against Christian Lopez Flores. Um, again, who's who's no mug in the world of boxing, you know, he's he's there to go and try and try and win these fights. And I think with a lot of Nielsen boxing cards, you do find that that you know there are boxers turning up who are looking to try and nick a victory from these prospects, aren't they? And it's dangerous as well, mate. They are dangerous. This year, I mean, we've both personally seen fights, uh, you know, on on big cards where, you know, prospects are going in and um, not necessarily taking them for granted, but you know, these guys are they're good they're good yeah. but um their, their record is is misleading and um I, I believe you went to one at your call on a on a on a bt show didn't you recently right. and yeah, yeah um i can't quite remember the guy's name but you know south american fella who came in and yeah it's just it was a shock wasn't it and yeah you know, it this was, does yeah. happen so these guys do need to be careful absolutely it's going to be a good fight for connor gray i believe that is scheduled for Eight rounds, I believe. That's right. That's right. Yep. And uh, going down the list then, Rob, looking at the next fight, who have we got? Uh, we've got Bradley Townsend. Yeah. Um, now, he's probably the, the furthest along in his in his career so far on this card. Yeah, he's 11 uh, than, and than some now, of the others. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's, he's well underway. Um, he'll be yet to get a stoppage, though. And, and I think that, um, you know, that will definitely be on his mind. Um, he, he's he's up at the sixth, the sixth round uh, marker now as well and, and has been um, a super lightweight. But again, I feel like a, a broken record here. This, this fella, Ramiro Blanco, that he's in with is... Yep. He's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, he's he's got a very split record. He's he's got eighteen wins and sixteen defeats, but heavy handed. I mean, um sixteen of his eighteen wins have been by cut stoppage. So generally if he catches you, you're gone. Um, which yeah. is something that Brad needs to definitely be be careful of. Um and on the flip side, when he has lost, he's only been stopped once in his sixteen defeats. So Wow. <laughs> tough nut to crack. Yeah, it sounds like a tough, tough nut to crack. Super lightweight division, Rob. What are we talking about? You know, in, in the UK at the moment, we, you know, we just spoke about Conor Gray who fights at 
at super light. We've also got Bradley mm. Bradley Townsend with his 11-0 record. Do you reckon it's a chance that I know they're on the same promoter that they could cross paths? I hope so. I hope so. And, um, you know, we, we've seen it recently on a, on a few Nielsen shows where they're not afraid to put two prospects in together who have got a similar record. Um, and, you know, not not too many defeats between them, if not unbeaten. Um, I like to see it. I, I don't think your career's over with it's just that emphasis on the O, isn't it? And um, I don't really like it. I, I think you know the likes of Floyd Mayweather and, and fighters like that who have you know had, had that O. It, it's quite glamorous, isn't it? Um, yeah. But I don't think it's all that it's cracked up to be. If if you lose a fight, you know you can you can crack on with your career, you know. Um, so um, I, I'm all for it. There's a couple more down the card that I was actually going to discuss a, a couple of, um, you know, a similar point, really, um, yeah. if we can move on to the Jordan Flynn fight. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, Jordan recently won on the historic, <laughs> I think we're allowed to say the Oxford show. It yes. was historic. Oh, of course been, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it'd been generations, hadn't it? Yeah, um, been, yeah, yeah. You know, since, uh, since they'd had a fight down there. So, um he he's in with a, another tough guy in Joshua Campo. Um, yeah, I mean, you've probably got his record there in front of you, pal. Another sort of split record with some good wins as well. Yeah, indeed. I mean, he's, he's won eight, lost seven, and drawn four. Remarkably, um, with yeah, that the, is odd, the, isn't it? The, 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 Colum- the Colombian Acampo. Yeah, but it's mm. um, like we've just gone through, Rob. We've just gone through sort of like you know the top. Uh, three or four on this particular uh, card in Swindon, and that you know. Yes, you know, let, let's not hide between the cracks. They're, they're, they're against not all journeymen, but fighters where they should probably get a victory. But it's, it, in no means is it going to be easy or, or no means is it, is it guaranteed. And you alluded, no. you alluded to it earlier, Rob. You know, we've, we've seen uh, Queensbury cards this year where it should have been a given and it's been anything but. So uh, Joshua Ocampo, like you just said, you know, he's, he's not going in there to lose, is he? He's going to go in there to try and... Uh, to try and beat uh, Flynn, isn't he? Well, another case of when when he lands, he, he hurts people. I mean, three quarters of his wins have been by KO. So um, probably a, a lesser version of Blanco, really. Obviously, Blanco's been more more active, but yeah, if you <laughs> if you've got a seventy five percent KO record in your wins, that's uh, that's dangerous. Yeah, and and Jordan Flynn, as we've seen before. Yeah, uh, at super super featherweight. I mean, he is a class act. He does bring that sort of sleek style to his boxing, doesn't he? And he's yeah. uh, he, great he's value a... on Instagram as well. If you haven't got him, uh, oh he really? Posts, he, he posts a lot of his his workouts and um uh you know his his day to day activities on there, and it's it's quite interesting actually. And oh, um, yeah, he's got quite a big following down there. That's absolutely brilliant. Uh, yes, yeah, so, um, Fight Town podcast listeners, if you want to check out a lot of Nielsen boxing. Uh, they're boxers they are on instagram and it's great fun isn't it um yeah they do a lot yeah. of promos of their fights and you can actually see their styles and how they fight beforehand as well and jordan flynn is someone you certainly want to watch box down in swindon on saturday night now shabir hadri we have spoken to him on the show what, yeah. a, what a lovely bloke he was I yeah think he, he really was yeah he, he, you know really down to earth i think he had just finished his shift i think he's a chef of to, you know to, to some degree um and he, again he's fighting at the super featherweight the same as jordan flynn it Exactly. He's 2-0. and I mean, you're looking at Nielsen Boxing for next year and there could be some really big nights, couldn't there, you know, with these boxers and prospects coming through. I think this is something that, you know, when, when we sit down with Nielsen at the end of a year and maybe do some sort of review show, that we can we can put this to them. Yeah. <laughs> we can yeah. stick it on them. Um, because I definitely think 
there's the scope for these um for these fights maybe build it a little bit but you know a lot of them are based down in the southwest or you know uh, you know near york hall um which seems to be the two hubs they have at the minute um but i'm all for it mate yeah, and uh, Shabir Hadri scored a fantastic uh, knockout victory in his last fight. He really did, uh, you know, he's really starting to show that he is a very exciting boxer to watch. And um, I, know, I know Mark and, and Jared from Nielsen Boxing, and of course, um, Carl speak very highly of him. And they're very excited about Shabir Hadri. He's uh, yeah. he's only 2-0 and at the moment, so he's very fresh. He's learning the trade and he's yeah. he's in against Tatenda Mangombe. Well done. I, there we go. Look at that pronunciation. <laughs> um, who, again, he's not a journeyman by any stretch of the imagination. No. He has lost four fights. However, you know, he's still going to feel that he can get his boxing career back on track. He's only 26. So, again, it's not going to be an easy fight for Hadri, is it? No, I mean, they haven't even had 10 fights between them. So, um, yeah, that, that will be very interesting. Um, I was keep an eye out for uh, Shabir's walk-on as well. Oh, oh yes, because I think he has the traditional Afghan um, dress. Yeah, yeah, dress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very good. I mean, talking of that, later on Fight Town podcast listeners, we are going to be speaking to Lewis Roberts uh, ahead of his fight against Stephen Maguire, which we're going to come on to shortly. And he certainly knows how to make an entrance, doesn't he, Rob? Yeah, go on, tell them all about it. Well, yeah, I, 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 it involves Mexican headdress, uh, dresses <laughs> and the poncho, along I with, love it, along with uh, the it. music as well. It's absolutely amazing. But we shall come on to Lewis Roberts later on in the Fight Town podcast. Uh, next fight, Brad Ingram. I'm, I'm not sure if we've watched him fight before, but he's up against Paul Scaife at Welterway, and we, we, we know what Paul Scaife brings. Um, yeah. he has again got a losing record, however. He's a tough nut. Yeah, he's only been stopped twice. Um, yeah. And he's had 25 fights. So, you know, that there's, there's proof, proof in that. Um, he was actually uh, one of the opponents on the Oxford show recently as well. So yeah, he's, he's, right. an, he's, he's very, very active. I mean, he's had so many fights. I'm not sure exactly, but, um, you know, he's had a lot of his career this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, rarely stopped. Um, Brad, Brad's um, an interesting one. Um, this is actually his fourth fight in the last 12 months at, at Regent Circus in Swindon. So, a bit of oh, home wow. from home, really. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll be extremely comfortable going in against Paul and um, also seeking his first KO as well, just to mention. Yeah, and, and you, you know, we do talk about, you know, obviously when, when we, we do these podcasts, we do talk about KOs and what they bring to the yeah. professional game and that they are important, aren't they? But, you know, in, in these early stages when boxers are 3-0 and and they're fighting, um, you know, boxers like Paul Slave, you know, it's a case of getting in there and getting the rounds in and, you know, getting under the lights, isn't it? And sort of it, it is to learning, an extent. Learning the craft. Yeah. It, it is, it is. Um, but um, I mean, it can't do any harm, you know, getting a few stoppages because um, at the end of the day, at, at this sort of level, there's a lot of reliance on ticket selling. And, and I think that if you're known as, a, you know, a heavy hitter and, and you know, you, there's a chance ever you're going to take the guy out of there, naturally you'll sell more tickets as well. Absolutely agree with you, Rob. Uh, no doubt in that in my mind. Um, it's exciting and, you know, paying punters who go to watch these professional bouts, you know, ultimately they want to see these knockouts. Obviously, all boxers being safe and well, but they want to see uh, see some action. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not wrong in saying that. They will certainly see some action with Lewis Roberts. He fights against <laughs> Stephen Maguire. We mentioned him earlier. What a fantastic boxer Lewis Roberts is to watch. You know, 
if you're going to have a ring walk like that with the Mexican gear on, you've got to back it up, haven't you? And, uh, you don't half put pressure on yourself, to be fair, with I that. And, um, he, hey, fair play to him. Yeah, and uh, he, he doesn't uh, half put a show on. He's, he's fighting against Steve Livewire Maguire, who I'm sure... Love that. Yeah, I'm sure we've seen him fight in Liverpool. And, and we did. And, yeah. and we know what he brings. He, you, it's extremely hard to get that guy out of the ring. He fought uh, a very competitive Braithwaite, uh, Marcel, Marcel Braithwaite, who I was yeah. extremely impressed with. And uh, some of the body shots he took from Marcel Braithwaite in Liverpool. Horrible. Were, well, yes, some of the worst I've seen uh, in a boxing ring. And, and he, he just smiled back at him. So uh, it gives you an idea, uh, Lewis Roberts, if you're listening, I'm sure you'll listen back. You know, he, what you're up against here with Stephen Maguire, he, he's not going to have it all his own way, own way, is he? Coach Alex. <laughs> yeah, we go. Coach Alex, there we go. I'll get my yeah. whistle on my shirt on. And, I believe uh, um, uh, Steve Maguire actually uh, fought recently at your call as well um, against George Ellis, um, which we previewed and yes. uh, did the presser for a few and weeks And that was back. George Ellis's debut, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, and he was absolutely buzzing for that, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. and, and it's, So, it's, regular it's, with Nielsen. Absolutely. It's quite funny you mentioned George Ellis because there's been some fantastic, what shall I call it, beef, needle. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what you want to call it between uh, himself and, I'm not going to remember the boxer's name, but uh, he's in the same weight category and he boxes with Nielsen Boxing. We yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go back and find that and put that out. We will, yeah. But it's uh, it's been interesting because uh, both boxers, George Ellis, and um, I'll get the boxer's name in a moment. They're 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 both very uh, sort of early on in their careers, raw, yeah. raw. and 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 they, they both want this fight to happen. So it's uh, it's very interesting, and it's a credit to Nielsen Boxing and what they're doing there, isn't it? Because they're Absolutely. built. You know, I'm not being funny. When we do look down these lists, sometimes you can see boxers are three and zero and two and zero, but they are really building uh, these fighters into you know people who are going to cross paths aren't they with yeah yeah and there's so many shows that they're putting out and no doubt next year will be uh, no different if more shows and um these lads are going to have plenty of opportunities to to get out in places like uh you know regent circus your call um maybe further afield you know they put on that fantastic show in liverpool so um yeah, great opportunities for, for prospects up and coming. Yeah, indeed. And uh, let's move down the middleweight contest. Six rounds of boxing with uh, Billy Stanbury and Vasif Maimdorf. I'm not sure we've seen, again, Vasif uh, Maimdorf before um, boxing at the York Hall. But Billy Stanbury, what have we seen about uh, him, Rob? What do you like about the uh, South Pole? Another lad, local lad um, who's learning his trade, to be honest. Um, you know, he, he has got a stoppage on his record. And um, I think something will give on in this one because Vasif doesn't seem to be um, a guy that gets stopped either. But there seems to be a trend with his opponents that, you know, they don't get stopped a lot. Um, I think he's only been stopped twice in... 28 defeats or something like that so yep. um good opportunity for billy he's based in devon and you know with, with respect to that area there's very little boxing or high profile boxing that goes on down there so yep. for him to you know uh you know find himself with nielsen on a relatively local show you know it's not not the not a million miles for him to to get up to swindon um yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. And um, again, we'll, we'll go into it with with uh, Lewis shortly. But um, uh, talk, talking of Devon, um, we we also have a six round welterweight contest between Constantin Ursu yes. um, and Fons Alexander. I love this fight. I, yeah. I, I, love I do as well. Like I do. Go on, mate, go on, go on. I, I, it's just, it's, you know, Constantin Ursu uh, at welterweight. 
uh, we know what he brings. Uh, he's he's a great prospect. But, you know, Fons Alexander, we talk about boxers and we talk about journeyman he he's mm. he's certainly someone uh who's who's been around let's say but um not not it's to, incredible i know incredible not, <laughs> not to take the shine off of constantine ursu just to say no, no. you know he has a tko uh a ko on his record uh, in in those six fights and he's again a great southpaw to watch um but yeah uh, touching on fons alexander i mean he, yeah Hats off to him. Let's just well, say that. He's approaching nearly 150 fights. It's ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And, you know, he, like I say, he's, a, he's about 145, 146 fights. He's only been stopped five times. Like, yeah. what a tough bastard. Like, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is incredible, honestly. Excuse my French, but that it's just that those fighters are what the, the bread and butter of that level of boxing, aren't they? And, you know, I can't praise it enough, but... Um, Saying that, Constantine, you know, he's the home fighter. Um, believe it or not, he's a Moldovan residing in Plymouth, um, which is a rarity, there, there, I, I believe. There, there we um, go. There you have it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, aside from, you know, Fonzie's record, Constantine will be definitely be looking to, you know, progress and, and get to 7-0 and as quick as he can and, and move on early next year. Exactly. Now, uh, Rob, there are two more fights to preview before we have a chat with Max Mudway. And of course, uh, Roberts as well. We're going to get them both on the Fight Town podcast coming up next. Now, interesting one. Elizabeth Ashoba has just signed yes. with Nielsen Boxing. Um, I believe she is Nigerian from birth and she's 2-0, and mm-hmm. two KOs, yep. super bantam. I mean, what a prospect uh, Nielsen yeah, Boxing have signed. Fresh off the Commonwealth Games as well. Uh, oh, amazing. I went to the Commonwealth myself this year and um, oh, it was, it was mega it was proper proper good like yeah. to go and watch that elite amateur level i remember boxing. you going to that yeah, yeah. yeah. And, she, and she got a silver um Fantastic. which is which is amazing so um for you know for nilson to snap her up um it is is class and um i, I like seeing this level of boxing um the, the women getting snapped up as well uh, yeah. i really do because yeah, it's, it's, it's not all about the glitz and glamour of being on sky all the time do you know what i mean absolutely uh, so um and yeah, she'll be a credit to the stable. I, I have no doubt. I do agree with you. And and uh, it might be an idea uh, for ourselves and Flight Town podcast listeners to get Elizabeth on the show yes. uh, with Mark as well. And we can have a good chat with them and find yeah. out, you know, about her background and about fighting in those Commonwealth Games. Because like you said, Rob, that is, you know, it's, it's fantastic to oh, watch, it's so isn't good, it? so good, mate, honestly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it, uh, people going down to Swindon on Saturday, look out for Elizabeth Ashoba. She is fighting... It's her third fight, but her first fight with Nielsen Boxing. So it's uh, yep. it'd be good for her to get under the lights with Mark and his crew and uh, see what she can do. Well, we, we know what she can do, but it would just yep. be it'd be great to see her nurtured by Nielsen Boxing. So watch that space with Elizabeth yep. Shoba in the Super Bantam. And we've also got at the bottom of the bill, Bradley O'Connor. Uh, versus Ricky Leach. Now, we know this has been uh, topsy-turvy. There's been a few changes, hasn't there, to mm-hmm. the opponent. Uh, Ricky Leach comes in late. Um, and it's Bradley O'Connor's second fight. It's going to be a, a tough one for him, isn't it? Yeah, so early. And, it, and it's hard, you know, it's, it, it, he's, had, he's had his debut. And that was, the, I mean, we've seen we've seen this year, haven't we? There's been fighters who've lost their debuts. So, yeah. he, so he's got that out of the way. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, he's... He's fresh. He's ready to go, and I think he'll be really active next year as well. So, I think so. Um, yeah. And the third Brad on the card. Oh yeah, three, three Bradleys. Three Bradleys on the card. There we go. Um, <laughs> right, fight but town. Yeah. Go on. 
no, I was just going to say, if um, if you haven't snapped up your tickets and you're, you're close, get yourself down there and, um, yeah, enjoy a good night of boxing. In, you don't get 11 fights on many cards. It, 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 precisely that. And with Nielsen Boxing uh, Fight Town podcast listeners, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a great night of boxing. Their events always look fantastic, which makes a spectacle of the evening, doesn't it, Rob? And it's... Uh, Hey, we've know, been there. We've seen it for ourselves. It's, um, you know, it's it's very easy for people to to sell a product that they've never never seen or experienced. Indeed. But we've been down there. You've been to a few at your call as well, and um, it's class. It's class, guys. Honestly, you get yourself down there. Indeed, it is. Now, Rob, we are going to move on um, in the fight to town podcast, and we are going to speak with Max Mudway. Let's go. Yes. Right, Fight Town podcast listeners, we now have the second part of the podcast where we're going to be talking to Max Mudway, who's fighting on Saturday night. Max, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, not so bad, mate. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. No problem at all. And, and Rob is still here with us. Rob, we're looking forward to this fight, aren't we? Have you got any questions to ask Max before we fire away? Yeah, absolutely. Max, headlining this weekend. How are you feeling, pal? Mate, absolutely buzzing. Uh, I think this is the third show that I've headlined at the Nielsen's. Yeah. Um, yeah, mate, I can't wait to go, to be honest. This has been a, a long, hard camp. Unfortunately, the um, the opponents changed and a few a few different variables have changed for it, but the goal still remains the same and I'm looking forward to putting on a great show for my fans. Fantastic. And it's going to be a big night in Swindon, as we all know, as we're coming towards the end uh, of the year, Max. Um, to give give people an idea what it's like fighting in Mecca it's in Swindon and, you know, what the atmosphere is like in there. Oh, mate, well, as a, as a lot of people all know, I, I always draw an amazing crowd, a huge crowd. And this mm-hmm. crowd's probably going to be the biggest crowd of my professional career so far. Wow. Um, they are nutty, crazy, <laughs> um, and just overall just an amazing crowd, to be fair. Um, just the same as I am with my, my entrances, my music, my helmets. So I mean, it's it's all the it's all about us putting on the entertainment for the fans, and everyone just enjoys it every time. So that's why they all want to come out and support me. You know, fantastic, Ab- absolutely, Max. And uh, you know, your last outing against uh, Rick Sarkis, as we know with him, you know, he's he's a tough fighter, and you, I mean, you pretty much went in there and, and, and blew him away, didn't you? How how pleased was you with that uh, KO victory? Yeah, man. I mean, we didn't we didn't plan for it obviously to happen that quick as fights never really do. Um, but the fact that we got in there and got him out of there early was even better. Like something my trainer always says, you get paid the same amount as you do for one round as you do for four or six or ten. Yeah. So if it happens early, it happens early. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, your coach John um, in the build up to this has been really sort of um, you know pushing the the next the next step up. Really, obviously, going into to next year, you know, um, God willing, you get past surge of the weekend. Um, will you be looking to towards title fights next? Do you think? Hundred percent, mate. Well, as as we know, I was obviously supposed to be fighting for the English title yeah. the this weekend, which yeah. has obviously gone a bit pear shaped. Um, but that fight will now be postponed into the new year. Um, hopefully, I can't say too much, but on a local show in March. Yeah. Um, but ideally, I mean, I'm I'm staying ready, mate. I mean, too many times after my fights have I just sort of allowed myself to sort of go off the boil a little bit and put on weight and mm. maybe go out to do a little bit of partying. But 
trust me when I say that I'm going to be ready for anything now. Come New yeah. Year, any opportunity that comes my way, I'm going to be ready for it. Yeah, I want to see myself on Sky Sports or another big TV brand by the end, well, probably within the next six months, to be honest. Brilliant. That's, what I, that's what I see for myself. No, that's good. And it, and it's just going to add to the buzz in the gym as well, isn't it? Obviously, there's plenty of belts flowing around at the uh, at the minute in the gym and um, that must add to your motivation on a daily basis. 100%, mate. My boy, Riddy, he's obviously, he's done so well in his career. Um, So it'd be nice to just give my trainer it was who I've been with for 14 years. Um, another few bouts to go along with it, you know. Yeah, um, superb. I know the I know the southern area, um, where I wait belt is currently vacant, so I would love to get 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 a fight on for that in like February time if that's possible. Hopefully Fantastic. on the Sky Sports show or something like that. All but sounds. All sounds, yeah, no, it all sounds uh, very promising, Max. But you, you've touched a couple of times, and we are going to go into it on it on weights. And h- how's that been for you in terms of obviously you have to mix and match it with opponents, but you have fought a, a, a couple of different weights, haven't you, over, the, over your fights? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, um, if you just give listeners an idea of how that's come around, or is it just been circumstantial? Circumstantial, really. I mean, the, the first few fights you have as a professional or we call learning fights. Um, you fight like catch weights or you fight at like sort of comfortable weights that you walk around at. Yeah. But um, what you've got to learn as you go through and you, as you step up through the levels is that the heavier you fight, the heavier opponents you fight, the, the yeah. more, more of a challenge is going to be, you know? Yeah. I have always been a welterweight. Like, I, I, that's 66 kg or 147 to people at work, work in pounds. Yeah. yeah. And this last fight was a welter and this this fight was supposed to be a welter as well um and that's just my weight to be honest mate i'm powerful i'm fast um and i can punch both hands at wow weight so my business lies at wow weight you're only ever you're only ever going to see me flowing between welter and super welter for the foreseeable future yeah you mentioned about your speed and your power there um do you do you feel um you know the difference when you're you know, between sort of welter, super welter, is there a big difference in, in how you feel? Uh, I mean, somewhat, yeah, not mm. not massively, but I've, like, I've always said that, like, as soon as you get past, like, a certain weight, you do start feeling quite sluggish and mm. your movement just feels a lot less snappy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's how I just know that after being there now, getting there, losing the weight, fighting at that weight i know where i'm supposed to be and i know where i'm going to be staying yeah the optimum yeah yeah absolutely brilliant fantastic max and and just earlier on in the fight town podcast max we was previewing uh the show this saturday in swindon and i i had a, a lot to say about your opponent surge and bomo i have i have seen him fight um at Wembley Arena, I believe it was on a uh, on a Queensbury show, and uh, it's fair to say he's one tough bastard. And uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, I, I'm right behind you on this. I've, I think you're going to get the victory, but it's you know, I'm not sure how much you know about him, but uh, he, he certainly brings the fight. That's for sure. Hundred percent, mate. But that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I'd, ra- I'd rather um, step in there against someone who's going to bring the fight. Yeah, and make it make it a good challenge for me and bring out the best in me. I'm gone are the days where I want to fight against someone who throws a punch around and yeah. stands there just waiting for a paycheck. The fact that he's come in and the fact that he's coming to have a scrap means all the better for me. And he's going to feel it. He's going to feel every last minute of the nine, nine <laughs> weeks I've been spending sacrificing 
and putting my graft in and putting my family's graft through. Yep. He's about to feel it all, mate. And everyone's going to see that on the night. Fantastic match. You've <laughs> sold the fight to me, and I'm sure you've sold the fight to, to the Fight Town podcast. Well, there's still Absolutely. things left, so if anyone else wants to buy it, <laughs> good plug, good plug. And then listen, uh, Fight Town podcast, as you've heard it yourself from Max Mudway, he means business at the tail end of this year. Next year is going to be an extremely exciting mm. uh, year for Max, so watch this space, follow yeah. him on his social media platforms. Max, it's been a pleasure having you on. All the best for Saturday night. Anything, any last comments to your fans before you uh, before we go off? My fans, just bring the noise, that's all I'm going to say. And all else I'm going to say is uh, Spartans, prepare for glory. also sorry sorry mate i just want to thank uh all my sponsors for all their help continuous help throughout my camps but two of my main sponsors the goodness kitchen and hgv drivers who have been helping me out daily and monthly and recently i've actually been subsidizing um so i could actually focus on my training for the last four weeks and not work at all so thank you very much guys fantastic news there max now fight uh town podcast listeners we are moving on we're going to speak with Lewis Roberts. Let's go. Right, Fight Town podcast listeners, we just spoke with Max Mudway, who is fighting this Saturday in Swindon. Now we are lucky, lucky enough to have Lewis Roberts on the podcast. Lewis, welcome to Fight Town podcast. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good, thanks. Yeah, it's absolutely great to have you on. Uh, Rob, any questions we got for Lewis before we get underway? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Lewis, obviously part of another show down in in, in that neck of the woods. Uh, yeah. You must be buzzing to be, you know, obviously you're, you're a local. Um, Nielsen are putting on some great shows down there and you're becoming a bit of a regular down there as well, Paul. How does that feel? Yes, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's a great opportunity to have with being Nielsen's boxing um, local fighter, if, if you want to call me that. Yeah, uh, and it's good to get on their shows regularly. Yeah, it's great, and and what they're doing for the sport down there as well, because it's been a bit of a bit of a hidden gem for a while, hasn't it? And um, you know, recently they put on the first show at Oxford for you know a couple of a couple of generations. So um, yeah, it's fantastic that you're getting your pro career underway down there, and, and they're they're there to see it through. Definitely, yeah. We're, I, I feel like I'm sort of growing with uh, Nielsen Boxing now. Definitely. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, Lewis, it's your first um, six-rounder fight. Quote me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong there, but I believe no, it's, your, it's, your, yeah, it's your first six-rounder fight. Um, you, you're touted as sort of a featherweight, but do you float between Super Bantam and Feather? Yeah, we, we sort of started at Feather. We're we, we making that a bit easy. So yep. we, we dropped down to Super Bantam now. And uh, that's what we're going to stick out and uh, look at for the future. Staying down at that weight now. Yeah, and, and, and is that what you've looked at uh, with yourself and your team? To, have you looked at a pathway for that? Or is it is it still a case at the moment of just getting the fights in and sort of le- learning the trade, the sort of pro trade? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Over the next few fights, that'll be a few more step-ups and then we'll be looking beyond the horizon then at where we're going to take them and where we're going to go with it. Absolutely fantastic. Now, you're fighting Steve Live Wire Maguire. Myself and Rob have uh, had the pleasure of watching him box in Liverpool against yeah. uh, a certain Marcel Braithwaite. And, uh, you know, we, we were talking earlier on on the podcast, Lewis, about Steve. You know, yeah. he's, he's a half, hard nut to crack, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's he, he, he a real tough nut. And, and have, have, if you, you and your team had a chance to have a look at him and do you know how you're sort of going to play it on Saturday night? We do, yeah. We, we had a bit of a late change of opponent so um 
but we're we're more than prepared for him. More than prepared. Absolutely. Um, um, obviously, Lewis, you've, you've got to four and zero very quickly. Um, you're st- still very young in the boxing game as well. I'm sure you, you yeah, won't mind me yeah, saying. Um, how, how quickly do you, do you want to move? Because um, you know, Nielsen, they're going to have a lot of shows next year, as they have this year. Um, are you looking to, um, you know, do a particular amount of fights next year, or get to a certain level? You know, what, what's your sort of twelve to eighteen month plan? Um, in the next twelve months, I want to be fighting it internationally if I can. Yeah, but as you said, I'm I'm still real young in a boxing game. I'm in no rush at all yeah. to be to be to be rushing any of these fights. I've got plenty of time behind me. Yeah, which absolutely. We'll just sort of take it as it comes. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Lewis, we was talking to um, Max just a minute ago, and he was saying, you know, he brings this raucous crowd. He comes out with a sort of gladiators helmet on you know it's a pro you've got to talk to us about your ring walk because it's just absolutely <laughs> sensational is it give give it give uh, the people an idea of what you know how that is all comes about it all come about from when i first started in my amateur career we, we brought the name al gordito in which means <laughs> the fat one in uh, mexican <laughs> <laughs> and that comes about from wearing him too heavy an amateur fight level yeah. 12 it, it weren't a lot. It was, it was a kilo or something like that. But I was too heavy. And ever since then, I had the nickname Chubsy. <laughs> and that, that, that stuck for 10 years or so. And then we looked at uh, the pro career. And I was fight, I was going in sparring Brit, um, British contenders when I was 13, 14, taking days wow. off school, going to do that. Like, wow. like you would see a, a young Canelo or something. Yeah. And I had that sort of Mexican style back then. So we just sort of mixed in with that. We come up with Al Gordito, and now we have all the sombreros <laughs> and a little Mary Fantastic. comes out of there. Mate, I love it. I um, absolutely why love not? it. And, and, and Lewis, just touching on that, you know, I've, I've seen your Southpaw style. You've got a beautiful uh, boxing stance, you know, like you said, that sort of Mexican style. And uh, is that something you had to work on or did it just come naturally for you? Everything come naturally for me. I can, uh, I can mix up my style. I, 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 I can do anything. Yeah. Any man. Yeah, fantastic. And and we've seen this year on Nilsson Boxing a lot of uh, very decent southpaws in Tommy Jacobs, Bo Reynolds, and even Johnny Ward. Have you seen a lot of those guys in and around Nilsson Boxing as well? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched Johnny Ward when he uh, last fought at the Mecca. Yeah. I didn't catch his last fight, but I, I watched him then, and I, and I watched Tommy Jacobs at your call. Um, yeah. And one of Mark's great characters. Shows great characters. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And, and and like we say with Nielsen Boxing, they really are bringing in through some great names and it must be exciting for you to be um, be with Nielsen Boxing as well and especially fighting in Swindon where they, they, they seem to put on these fantastic shows. It's going to be exciting for the uh, the fans, isn't it? Is there anything you want to say to your fans or Fight Town podcast listeners going to the fight on Saturday? Just thank you very much for all the support you bring and keep bringing that raw. We like Absolutely. the raw. <laughs> fantastic. Listen, Lewis, all the best on on Saturday night. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. No and, yeah, uh, Lewis. And, and we'll catch you again soon as well. But uh, sure. fight, fight Town podcast listeners, uh, that is the preview of the show on Saturday night with Nilsson Boxing. It's going to be a fantastic night of boxing and we shall we shall see you there. Take care. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's great, Lewis. Thank you for that, pal. Cheers, Don't Lewis. Worry, that's brilliant. Yeah. Good, good luck, mate. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, Lewis. Take nice care, one. mate. Cheers. Bye-bye.